interrupt. Okay. Okay. So this week we were going to do an episode on uh, Hollywood Royale, which is going to be our new our new thing. Um, but uh, as some of you know, what, when did it happen? Monday? Was it Monday morning? Monday morning. Monday morning. Or, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Monday morning. Um, I woke up to a text from Steve here and I was like, oh, what's up, Steve? Uh, I, I didn't say that at all. But um, the long and the short of it was I found out that ZeniMax was purchased by Microsoft. Now, as many of you may know, me and Steven currently are PlayStation. We're, we're, we're PlayStation through and through right now. Um, we used to play xbox on the 360 and we enjoyed that at the time but then we steered away since xbox didn't really have anything that they were we really liked for the xbox one and so here we are in uh in sony land and xbox went and took my baby dingo took my baby they kidnapped your baby yeah oh for man. those of you who don't know i am i've been a huge fan of Bethesda games since Oblivion. I've played Oblivion, Skyrim, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 3, Fallout 4. Like, I've been there. To hear that they have now been purchased by ZeniMax, and ironically, our first episode ever was called Todd Howard Did Nothing Wrong. Well, he certainly did something, didn't he? Um, or at least Phil Spencer did. Uh... But yeah, let's uh, let's talk about what's going on because I would love to he- love to know what the hell is going on. Uh, so apparently Monday, Stephen tells me that um, Microsoft uh, had purchased had purchased ZeniMax for oh I don't know seven point five billion dollars. To add context, that is the second largest video game acquisition in history. The first being? Uh, Tencent buying Supercell Games, which made Clash of Clans for the mobile Mm -hmm. market. And also, um, how much did Disney buy Star Wars for? Uh, $4 billion. $4 billion. $4 billion. billion. So this is almost double. This is $500 million away from being almost double the price of Star Wars. Given how much video games make far more revenue than than movies, movies. yeah, because if you're thinking about it, fifteen dollar movie versus a sixty dollar game, now seventy dollar game, or at least seventy for certain PlayStation titles, first party PlayStation titles. Um, But yeah, they uh, they bought. I I I keep running around in my head. I have been waiting to do this podcast all week. they bought them for seven point five billion dollars, and uh, yeah, that's a big buy. That's a big get because now we won't have any future Bethesda games minus two, of course, um, on the PlayStation. Now, of course, I could upgrade my 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 PC and play, you know, the next elder scrolls game and the next fallout game on there which is not unheard of because the last time i upgraded my place my uh my computer was because of uh skyrim actually um but yeah 
What are your What are your two cents on this? My two cents. This is both exciting and terrifying for all the right reasons. Um, one thing is this pretty much answers two pending questions that a lot of people in the game industry had for Microsoft. One, whether or not they were serious in sort of expanding on their image uh, from the previous generation. And two, this automatically answers their first party paltry lineup. Now they're a powerhouse at the moment. With the acquisition of Bethesda, they pretty much added to their portfolio of studios. They are going from about 14 game studios, uh, half and half that, that were created internally, like 343 Industries, The Coalition, and Double Fine Productions that were you know purchased uh, for far less, obviously. Oh, so Double Fine was purchased by them. Yes, Double Fine. And, you know, Ninja Theory as oh, yeah. well. That's right. They took my yeah. other favorite. Yeah, they took your other favorite. Yeah. They took um, Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No hard feelings there. No hard no. feelings. No. About as, about as, uh, you know, I, I don't feel sour about this. I feel about as sour as a lemon, actually. Um, you know, those aren't sour at all. Nope. I'm fine. No. No. I'm fine. Um, but when applied to a, a fresh wound, I mean, you know. Yeah, so we also don't get Starfields, whatever the hell that was going to be, um, on PlayStation. Well, let's add a little bit of clarification. Nothing is set in stone entirely, but you would be a fool to think that Microsoft's purchase of Bethesda and their franchises will not warrant them to basically hand off some key franchises and you know, basically have them as exclusives to the Xbox Game Pass ecosystem. Uh, just just for reference sake, uh, Microsoft went from 14 game studios mm-hmm. to now having 23. So they added Bethesda Game Studios, which if you really think about it, it's like two studios in one because they're all... They, they usually work on like a big title, like, you know, Starfield or Elder Scrolls Six, and then they work on like smaller side projects like Fallout Shelter, Fallout 4 VR. Uh, so it's basically a two-in-one in a way. Uh, and then they have ZeniMax Online Studios, the Elder Scrolls Online. They have ID Software, Doom, Wolfenstein, Quake. They have Arcane Studios, one of the more beloved ones, in my opinion. Uh, now they own Dishonored and Prey. Oh, Machine God. Games, Wait, they have Dishonored is... too? I just thought about that. Exactly. No, yeah. they're... Uh... Machine Games, which created Wolfenstein, The New Order, The Old Blood, and the rather inconsistent new release that not a lot of people liked, Young Blood. And they own Tango Gameworks, which is the developer of The Evil Within um, and The Assignment. Uh, oh, no, wait, those are the DLC packs. So, yeah, The Evil Within. They have Alpha Dog Games, which hasn't released anything yet, but they're focused on the iOS and Android devices. And then they also own Roundhouse Studios, which was a new uh, developer that Bethesda opened up in 2019. That... Uh, will focus more on RPGs uh, and action ad- adventure games. So now, Microsoft has outpaced Sony in terms of how many studios they have in their arsenal. So this automatically increases the value of Xbox Game Game Pass exponentially. And if they're smart 
and they can manage their studios right, they can have a concurrent release schedule that will make Game Pass exciting on a month-to-month basis. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely going to help them out a lot. Uh, Even if they they weren't even... Game Pass is still huge right now, and now it just got even bigger. Like, this is turned tied for the war. Since April, they had 10 million subscribers. Since April, they pretty much gained 5 million subscribers. So it is growing at a rate that I'm pretty sure they're happy about. But obviously... Yeah, just looking at the metrics of like where they want to be in a few years, it's very obvious that Microsoft is aiming for a big target of, you know, 50 million plus within like the next two to three years and then 100 million once they realize, hey, let's just fucking buy more studios and consolidate the market further and just have us become the de facto Netflix of video games and no one else could compete on on our space. Yeah, and you have to have our box to play the games. I guess you don't have to have their box. You don't need to have their box, but as long as you're signed in and subscribed to their ecosystem, that's all that matters to them. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Definitely does. Which, uh, you know, I don't know if Sony's going to... It would be very interesting to see if Sony became, like, Blockbuster. That would be sad. That... that, that okay, we'll talk more about that in a bit, but... Um, but that would be a sad reality that I think won't come to fruition unless they start making big plays uh, in the near future. Um, but we'll talk more about that later. Um, all right. So with this uh, prospect of all these franchises becoming Xbox exclusive, um, how will this impact uh, your basically purchasing decision for next gen or like how will you try and balance uh, what platforms you decide to invest in now that this deal has been made? Right. Um, Well, it definitely won't affect their current position in the market does not currently affect my choice to steer away from Sony yet. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it means I get a PlayStation immediately may affect it. Although I was never going to buy a PlayStation just for the Zenimax titles. I love Dishonored. I beat Dishonored 1, Dishonored 2. Great games. Um, I love Oblivion. I love Skyrim. I love Fallout 4. I love Fallout 3. Fallout New Vegas, of course. If they bought Obsidian, they're... Wait. Obsidian. They, they already bought Obsidian. Never mind. See? <laughs> now they can make Fallout New Vegas. They can. Too. They can. Um, yeah. So, yeah. If... Th- that These purchases do not necessarily affect it. Now, I do have... A, we As we spoke about just briefly before the podcast, uh, I made a list of some, some studios, if they bought... It definitely would sway me, and I hope they never do, unless they do, which case I might buy an Xbox One X. Um, <laughs> oh wow! But that—that um, that is that's... neither here nor there, and it pro- they probably won't, seeing as they just dropped seven point five billion. These other studios would cost them about the same, um, I think, if not more. Yeah. Just to add some context uh, before you get to your list, um, the war chest, the sort of like this idea of Microsoft having a war chest of over somewhere I read, if, if I'm correct, uh, they had like over 100 billion in cash on hand. 
So. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. A <laughs> hundred bill. A hundred billion. Yeah. <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's what, 7%? That's a whole uh, lot of money. Oh, that's a whole lot of money. That's so much money. Um, exactly. And then in comparison, Sony has only about 30... Uh, what was the amount? 30, 30 billion? billion? Yeah, in cash. Uh, it, better not, it better be billion. It sure as hell ain't trillion. And it, it, well, and it sure as hell shouldn't be million. Well, yeah, but like... Just to compare it again, the 7.5 billion acquisition um, of Bethesda, it basically took from the years 2011 or 2012 all the way up to now in operating profit alone for Sony, for selling other, uh, under the PlayStation division. It took them that much to incur that 7.5 billion in the span of almost 10 years in profit alone. So, yeah. But this is Microsoft's war chest, not just Xbox. Right. This is Microsoft's entire full chest. Obviously, the conversation They have that, computers. You know, they made... Right. You know... Right. Um, this is to yeah. be expected because a lot of the migration of the Office uh, products to subscriptions that you have to, you know, pay monthly for. Mm-hmm. I mean... It shouldn't be surprising that this would be the de facto strategy for Xbox. <laughs> what is really concerning for me, uh, not as a Sony fanboy at all, like I, I'm completely not talking uh, under the perspective of a Sony fanboy, but in terms of just someone who cares about the industry and sort of like the conditions in which, you know, developers have to, you know, work hard to make a good game and you know the working conditions but i am really skeptical of the idea of a subscription service that can corner the market in the same way that spotify has for music Mm -hmm. where they're getting pennies on the dollar for every listen they get four dollar checks in the mail for like a thousand you're talking about about the uh the people who make the music Correct, and right. they upload it to, to Spotify, right? So this whole conversation of you know fair compensation, it's it's like it's like how does this translate to game development? I mean, I just I just don't see how a fifteen dollar subscription price as of now for entry that price will go up later. That's a guarantee. Look oh, yeah. at how Netflix has upped the price every few years. And the people that are already tied to the service as just part of their entertainment ecosystem, they're just not going to get rid of it anymore because it's it, it's more it, it's playing the long game of what we what we kind of have to call the platform capital capitalism of we're no longer in an economy where owning things is is the common sort of like occurrence we are now sort of just renting it is basically microsoft is buying real estate so that they can rent us the the sort of capacity to play on their playground and so regardless of how you feel about that the economics from a consumer standpoint is just too attractive because if you're going to pay upfront 15 dollars per month 
for a catalog of over a hundred games, that beats paying seventy dollars for one game for next generation. Right. So it's like this is too good of a deal to pass up, regardless of like of of whatever perspective you want to come and tackle it. My concern is really just compensation for the creators and how this would impact indies. Uh, and how the Xbox Game Pass ecosystem is going to be used as a marketing cudgel instead of it being as a sustainable way to earn a living for a lot of like small tier studios. Right. Yeah. We don't. We don't want, you know, the the end creator to get screwed over in this whole thing. Right. Right. Um, cool. Kind of like may have happened at you know, Activision and other places that grind their people to the bone and don't really pay them as much as they should be paid. Um, I don't think there's been any issues with that at Bethesda, though, that I know of personally. No. um, So for Microsoft, like, the way I view it is I think they're an ideal fit for Bethesda. Um, And I feel like this deal in the long term is going to be beneficial for the most part. The one thing is the idea of, like, now Microsoft can state that they have a sort of uh, not a monopoly, but like they have a strong staying power when it comes to the Western RPG genre. So now there is a huge distinction between both companies. Now, if you want to, you know, go with Sony, you you're going to have a more prevalent uh, sort of connection to the JRPG genre, and then with Microsoft, you have Western RPGs, Elder Scrolls, uh, Fallout. Um, basically like uh, Obsidian, they have Obsidian. Um, it's looking out, I think they also own the developer of Wasteland. Obsidian made Wasteland. Wasteland, uh, was that like the, the... It's the top, the over-the-top RPG. So that's sort of similar to the older, the old school uh, RPGs back in the early PC days. Uh, sort familiar. of like... No, I, was thinking well, about, I, think, I was thinking of Rage, which is different. No, Rage is a shooter. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah, but now Microsoft can confidently say they are now the king of Western RPGs. You know, with the exception of CD Projekt Red and a now diminished Bioware. I mean, they have a cornerstone in that market. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool in that regard. Um, well, they don't, they don't and- own CD Projekt Red. Well, no, they don't. But I they, mean, they, they I, I, I mean, outside of CD Projekt Red, who else is a big Western RPG joke? Oh, okay. I, I saw your point. I was like, what? Yeah. I, sorry, I'm thinking about my list. <clears throat> oh, no. we will get to your list shortly. But um, but going back, um, not only do they have the Western RPG genre now, uh, they have their own MMO, which is doing pretty good. It's not, you know, Elder Scrolls Online. I know I briefly played it uh i didn't quite like it as much yeah. as I, I would um it was good as it was a good mmo i mean but i my favorite mmo i've ever played was still star wars the old republic yeah back and when bower was still pretty good yeah and they had good voice actors and just made it in, you know engrossing and all so fucking star wars um yeah what were we talking and then, about and yeah. then and then just the culture of Bethesda. I feel like they have always had a good relationship with Microsoft ever since the Xbox OG days where they released the Elder Scrolls 3, right? 
on the original That's Xbox. Right. You're right. This doesn't. Okay, now that you say that, it doesn't really surprise me that they bought them. I was yeah, thinking exactly. like, what the fuck? Why they've never really just been Xbox or, but no, they have. Um, and no. if the current speculation that Bethesda had issues uh, recently with their financials, mm-hmm. uh, they weren't like you know deep in deep water or, or anything, but they were not in a secure position when it came to their financials. So my my sort of educated. I guess is that the reason why we got the announcement of Starfield and the Elder Scrolls six so early when we knew that they were still going to be far out is that was an opening call to other big companies to say, Hey, this is what you can have if you purchase us. Yep. And That's exactly so now they yeah. have been purchased and it will they go to Xbox. Do you exactly. anticipate any of the lower hanging fruit? Maybe for instance, Starfield, or I don't know, like, do you, do you anticipate them keeping any of these titles as third party? Or do you think there's, they're all going to be now Xbox Home? There's a lot of discussion regarding that. Um, on, on, on one side, you have the people who say they should all be ex- exclusive, increase the value of Game Pass. The downside of that is that they lose out on a lot of retail income. Uh, from people purchasing like the big triple A titles for 70 bucks. You miss out, like them buying Bethesda doesn't cancel Sony out of the market, like at all. Sony is still sizable. They are still the kings in Japan and in Europe. And North America, it's sort of like half and half with Xbox. They cannot sort of like turn down that type type of money if they're being smart. And they want to recoup the 7.5 billion that they just spent. However, uh, you have the other side there that is saying, well, you know, I don't think Microsoft doesn't care about exclusives at all, which would be kind of weird because you want to give incentive to people to buy in into the Game Pass uh, subscription. And having these exclusives on day one on Game Pass, it's like, oh, shit. You, you, I mean, it's just too good of, of a deal to pass up. And... I sort of think they're going to do a bit of a, a mixed hybrid strategy. This hybrid strategy would entail them to uh, have like sort of like the smaller titles that are not big names to come out on Game Pass only. Then you have the mid-tier titles that will be multi-platform, maybe like Dishonored, maybe. But I could see those still being tied to Xbox uh, exclusively. For the big titles, this is where they can hit Sony hard. And I can't believe I'm saying this. (laughs) But anyways, have the Elder Scrolls Fallout come out Mm multi-platform. But release them like a year later on the PlayStation platform. Oh, that would be cool. That would be cool because then you would be like, oh, shit, Elder Scrolls is out, but it's not on PlayStation until next year. Got by uh, an Xbox, man. <laughs> exactly. See, and then the real play is to not release it on PlayStation just because it'll now be an Xbox exclusive. We'll piss off a lot of PlayStation owners, but it gives them more market control. Sure. But at the same time, PlayStation is still too big to ignore. Right. 
it's it's in the same vein as Minecraft, where just because Microsoft purchased Minecraft, they're not going to, you know, true cut off Minecraft from the Sony PlayStation Store or the Nintendo eShop. It's like it doesn't make sense financially for them to cut, cut out their audience as big as Minecraft. You can make the argument that the Elder Scrolls obviously isn't as big as Minecraft, and Minecraft has more utility than just being a sole entertainment product that you purchase and play and have fun with. Minecraft can be educational, so you can make that argument. But again, to me, the strategy that makes sense is to entice players to sort of sign up to Game Pass because it's coming out there only for the first year. And then for those who sort of like are still resistant to that, you'll still get their 70 bucks a year later. I think that would be the ideal strategy if I was Microsoft. This would only apply to like the big titles though. Mm -hmm. Because it just wouldn't make sense for the smaller titles. You you, you still want to sort of have that that library, that diverse library in Game Pass to be like, hey, there are these small titles that you might have not heard of, but there you go. You can play them now. I I think that would be the the way to go. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense, and and I think that makes me feel a little bit better if they were going to do that. However, we we don't know anything. We don't know anything. We know we don't know anything. they were bought, and we know that they have them, and they can do whatever the fuck they want. Um. Oh man. So, but there, there were, you mentioned to me earlier that there was two um, titles withstanding that Bethesda must or Bethesda they must. are contractually ob- obligated to release mm-hmm. them on the PlayStation Five. One is, I think, is a full platform exclusive. That's Deathloop, uh, and then the other one is Ghostwire Tokyo, which would be a timed exclusive, I believe. Oh, I do remember um, Ghostwire Tokyo. Yes, you mentioned it's that, it. It's that surreal uh, horror game that had like a CGI trailer attached to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was from like, what, two E3s ago? Or last E3? Last. No. Yeah, last E3. Not this, obviously, not 2020. The last live E3. Right. 2019. Yeah, so... Um, but the, the fruit of Microsoft's uh, purchase has already started to, you know, come out... Uh, Doom Eternal is coming to Game Pass uh, at the time of this recording. It should be out in a few days from now. So already they're it's still on PlayStation, though, right? Yeah, it still is on PlayStation, but now it's on Game Pass uh, starting October first, I believe. Mm. So yeah, they're they're going to transition uh, the Bethesda games surely, but slowly but surely into Game Pass. So yeah, it's. Uh, the short-term effects are already still uh, marginal. Uh, the elders, the Elder Scrolls Six on Game Pass, day one. Will, will you be a, a subscriber by then? <laughs> no, I I have to upgrade my 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 PC. Um, but what if you don't have to? What if you can use their X Cloud technology and stream Elder Scrolls? You you wouldn't need the hardware for that. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm just making my, my that flimsy ass laptop. Well, how, how much are they charging? <laughs> for, for, for Game Pass yeah, right yeah, now, it's yeah. fifteen. Fifteen? Huh? And then uh, and do they, they, they already have their X Cloud technology out. Yeah, it's already out. Um, 
What's the what's they what's their streaming? To, what's their streaming quality? That's my better question because PS Now sucks. It's it's definitely. I haven't tried it, but from impressions that I hear from people, it's definitely the best one out of all of the ones that are currently out, including Stadia. Yeah, Stadia is just a piece of shit, man. Okay, that, I, I haven't been paying attention to anything. So yeah, um, if I don't have to upgrade my 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 PC and I could play these games on my PC, yeah, count me in. This makes me actually less. See, you're, you're calming my nerves about this whole thing. This acquisition, that's good for business. Microsoft <laughs> pay me at this for hire me, man. Look at that. Uh, but fifteen uh, bucks a month is is kind of it's cheap. It's pretty it's pretty affordable personally. Um. Interesting. Yeah, I completely forgot about the xCloud technology. Now that you've mentioned that, <laughs> changes yeah. everything. Because um, they have... A Game Pass is essentially like they have a bunch of different games, like Netflix. You could just pick whatever one you want to play it now. Yeah, uh, it's it's going to be like that. Or you have the option to download, which I still think will be the more popular thing to do. Right. Um, and they have like like the new Halos on there, like the Halo Master Chief Collection. Yeah, all that. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> I completely forgot about X X Cloud. God damn it! I guess I was thinking like I have to upgrade my whole PC. It's gonna be so expensive. But now it won't. You could play in a few years. You could play Elder Scrolls Six on your smartphone. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm still not into the mobile market. I tried. I tried Among Us on on a mobile. That's a whole another discussion about what the hell that thing has become because that thing died and was resurrected like Lazarus and be, has become one of the most popular things in the in the world. But I played it on my uh, my phone. It was not fun. And then realized, oh, it's available on on PC. <laughs> my dumbass. I didn't even know what it was. And it's like great. But the long and the short of it is. Um, the whole, the whole acquisition is frustrating from a PlayStation perspective, but it might get me to buy Xbox Game Pass. So, yeah. Um, what else do we want to talk about this specific topic? We, we, we had, I think you had some other you, things you want to bring up. Uh, yeah. You want to talk about later, my list? Uh, yeah. I want to talk about your list cause that could easily transition mm-hmm. to what I want to bring up yeah all right so um i came up with a brief list of game of of developers that uh sony could buy as well as xbox or microsoft could buy that would be good pretty predictable um some that i said were interest would be interesting so it wouldn't be that predictable but be like oh okay you bought them that makes you more of an interesting company and then of course uh what I like to call the killers section, which if they purchase them, which I'm not even going to bring in how much that would cost or anything like that. Just if they would purchase them, it would be ridiculous. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start with some of the ones I think Sony might purchase, but would be, um, you know, not too shocking. I said, like, Oh, cool. You know, nothing off the cuff. Not like, oh my god, they bought Zenimax. Um, so, so Sony, uh, Take Two Interactive. Do you know what games they make, Stephen? Yeah, who doesn't? Take Grand Two Theft Interactive. Auto. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto. Um, now, Rock- Grand Theft Auto. I mean, isn't the isn't just the largest gaming property in the world? It's also the largest entertainment property in the world. So. And in terms of how much money it brings in. Right. 
and people are still playing, still playing Grand Theft Auto Online. I also think Grand Theft Auto Five is going to be like one of the first games to have it be brought to three different console generations. That is insane to me. Yeah. Although it probably shouldn't be. No, it shouldn't be. We should have Grand Theft Auto Six already. Vice <laughs> City. Um, but uh, so remind me, Rockstar is the parent company, or is Take Two Interactive? No, the Take Two is the parent company. Okay, that's why. That's why. I picked yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so in doing that, they would essentially grab Grand Theft Auto and say, "No, no, no, this is ours." And if I correct me if I'm wrong, but did Grand Theft Auto 1 come out on the PlayStation? Yeah. A lot of the original Grand Theft Autos came out uh, right. PlayStation only. Right. And so this would or be kind on of uh, on the same, you know, level playing field as, I mean, not, not right. the same playing field as ZeniMax, but in the same vein of Morrowind came out on the Xbox, Grand Theft Auto came out on the PlayStation. It would make sense that they purchased... I mean, so Sony One just also, you know, own Grand Theft Auto, but they would own Red Dead. Yeah. They would also own um, Bioshock mm-hmm. and the 2K sports games. Yep, um, all of those sports games. Exactly. Uh, let me see. They would own the UFC. No, UFC is its own thing. UFC is an EA Ubisoft game. Ubisoft, yeah. Oh shit! Take Two owns Civilization. Ah, yeah, Civilization. Manhunt, Max Payne. Max Payne. Yeah. Yep. Bully. Yeah. Yeah, so they would own all of those. That would be something that would be interesting if they purchased them. Um, but they they won't. Their their war chest is not even enough to have have right. discussions with Take-Two. Right. Take Which two is why is these other ones won't make any sense. Um, <laughs> uh, if, if, none of these will make sense. Um <laughs> But All imagine, right. for instance, they yeah, bought imagine. 2K. I think that would be the appropriate response to Bethesda. That's NHL 2K. That's uh, that's a lot of sports games. What else does 2K make? Is that pretty much it? Just, just sports games? Mm-hmm. 2K games. Let's see. Yeah, we, we really do our research on this show, by the way. Just to let you know, we really dive into that. <laughs> XCOM, Midnight Club. Oh, but I'm just going off. Oh, they actually made oh, Borderlands, Evolve, Mafia. The yeah, I'm sorry, what was that one you said in between Borderlands and what was e- Evolve? I, I don't, Evolve. I don't know that game. I really don't. I wish I didn't. I really wish I, I didn't. Mafia. I swear, that that game came out too early for its time. If if, if that game came out around WWE. this era. I think it would be way more popular. Let's see. WWE, we have NBA, we have PGA Tour, Borderlands, Civilization, 2K, Carnival Games, uh, WWE, 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 uh, WWE, Mafia. I already said that. Bioshock, there it is. XCOM. Uh, it's a lot of the same... Spec Ops, The Line, which is not going to have a sequel. Duke Nukem, which is not interesting at all anymore. Uh, The Darkness, a game called Sid Meier's Pirates. Yeah, so that would be be another one. 
<clears throat> so that's just the ones I, I also said. Well, I'm gonna leave that one to the end. Uh, but yeah, so those those studios would be some of the ones that I think would be interesting or. or possible buys well apparently not for fucking take two uh no, doesn't have that <laughs> i forgot how many games they made but maybe take maybe 2k maybe that would be a lot of money still um especially with the whole sports thing and all that uh an interesting purchase which wouldn't actually be too surprising seeing as one of this developer's games showed up in a sony exclusive title very recently it's a very brief Easter egg in a game we both played and had a whole episode about. Do you know what I'm going to say? No, go. go. They have the most weird presentations at every single conference. I'm talking about Devolver Digital. Oh, that would be an interesting Hotline, Hotline Miami is what I'm talking about in, in Last of Us. Oh, uh, and Fall Guys. What? Fall oh, yeah. They, oh, yeah. They own Fall Guys. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, purchasing Devolver Digital, uh, Hotline Miami is a very... Uh, the Talos principle as well. Shit. The, that would be a really solid... I thought purchase. that was... Um... No, the, the Talos principle is under Devolver. Oh, okay. Huh. Maybe I thought it was from a different developer. Um, but yes. Yeah, that would be... Also, a goodbye, uh, of course, because we're both waiting for the second one to come out. But yeah, I thought that was an interesting one. Not too much to say there. What else do they own other than Hotline and and Fall Guys and Talos? Anything else of note that I haven't mentioned? They they publish uh, Serious Sam. Okay. Enter the Gungan Grice. Gungan, which is a pretty cool. Yeah, Gungan. Um. <laughs> Let's see. Just a bunch of indie games. Yeah. Absolver, which we played briefly. Absolver. I didn't play it. You did. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be easy purchase for them. I think it wouldn't cost them too much money, and it would give them a solid indie, a solid list of indie titles to keep on the PlayStation platform. Um, of course, because they also create games for Xbox. Yeah. Uh, these would be the killer buys. I'm just going to say this out of, the, out of the gate, seeing as I created this list prior to realizing how big the war chests were for each of these boys. <laughs> um, we already said uh, take two, yeah. um, but Warner Bros. Studios, their gaming division, that would be Batman, Mortal Kombat, <laughs> Injustice, Harry, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. I don't see that being feasible for them to purchase. <laughs> not upon learning thirty billion is clearly not enough. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I said uh, Mortal Kombat. They have Injustice. Fear as well. Fear. Okay. okay. Huh. Now that learning about Xboxes, I think they might purchase WB. Games. No, I think, think they stay they third party already. No, I don't think no one's going to purchase them because. They were in discussions uh, in- internally with the interactive entertainment division, and at the end of the day, they decided to just keep the gaming division. So I don't think there are going to be any further talks. Right. Uh, so. But that would be insane if someone bought them. So that's why I put it on the insane list for Sony to buy. Um, okay. Oh fuck! I can't even say these two knowing thirty billion because these are these other two are just 
It's not. Just go for it. Just... <laughs> I'm just going to bundle these two together. EA or Ubisoft. Um, Purchasing those. That would be uh, ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> Either one of those would be ridiculous. Less so for Ubisoft, in my opinion. Um, which one would be more appropriate for Sony if you had to pick? More appropriate in that they need to fix some of the games these that the studios make? Or more appropriate than that uh, EA? <laughs> I, I hate saying it, but I feel like EA would be a better purchase only because yeah. Ubisoft kind of already translates that open world RPG fatigue that Sony has already kind of adopted. And yeah. I feel like having your Assassin's Creed compete with Ghost of Tsushima would be a bit weird. Yeah, seeing as um, a very similar aesthetic. To and then EA, you you could live off of their fucking Madden games every year. I mean, Madden, you could live point. off of. Uh, they have Bioware. I mean, Battlefield. Battlefield for sure. Only I mean, doesn't have like a marquee first person shooter. So I guess not. Yeah, Killzone's gone, um, and that wasn't even really a good one personally uh uh what was the jesus christ puff puff um what oh god damn it ea owns bioware don't they yeah they do so they could take over the your lovely star wars and uh you know mass effect and and fix the shit out of the direction ea put them in oh god hopefully the reason why Bauer went to shit is because they were forced under the mandate of using the fucking Frostbite engine and not just making a new engine them- themselves or just using the old engine that powered Dragon Age Origins and all the others. Like, mm-hmm. it-, it wasn't graphically impressive uh, when Dragon Age came out, but I-, I-, I feel like for a studio, it's more important to have an engine that they're comfortable with rather than an engine where they struggle with and they, you know, have these haphazard, like, bugs and glitches that mm-hmm. impact the game. So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, last last studio, and I, I left a few off this list that were were ones that were ones that I just didn't necessarily think anyone was going to buy, uh, uh-huh. unlike WB. Um, and this is after I say this last one, but I'll tell you about the other ones I left off this list. Uh, the last one I think would be a killer buy for Sony would be Epic Games. Oh, the creators so, of Gears of War. Okay. And Fortnite. Okay. And what else did they make? Oh yeah, that's right. Bulletstorm. They made. Uh, I'm drawing a blank here. Unreal Tournament, Unreal Infinity Tournament. Blade. That's right. Yeah. Shadow Complex. Didn't they make Time Splitters? No. Different company. No. Yeah, but uh, Gears of War coming to PlayStation. Except Microsoft owns that IP, and they already made the Coalition Game Studio. They, oh, that's they right. purchased Gears from Epic. That's yeah. right. I forgot they bought that fucking... Okay, so no Gears of War. But... Uh, Fortnite. Fortnite, hey. hey. It's not already already on the fucking platform. Uh... <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so you see, we do our research at uh, Nerd Your Enthusiasm before we do any of our episodes. It makes for a really knowledgeable and well-thought-out 
uh, <laughs> discussion. Um, Welcome. Uh, <laughs> so that's my list. I left a few of them off here. A few, a few dis- studios off, like Activision. I don't see that happening uh, at all. Not, not that I, not that I really see any of those other ones happening, except for Devolver and maybe Two K. Yeah. Um, I also said CD Projekt Red for Sony to purchase CG, CD Projekt Red. <laughs> It's possible, but there goes their war chest. That would be the whole war chest. That would be thirty bill on the on the dime. <laughs> nah, thirty bill. It'd be probably a little more than half. I, I yeah, no way, no way, they, no way would they pay thirty billion for for you know Witcher. I think CD Projekt Red would be valued similar to Bethesda in a way. Um, probably mm-hmm. I don't know five to eight billion around there. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. I think that would be the but it'd be pretty price. expensive. But it's feasible. It's definitely feasible. If they take 2K, they take Devolver, they take CD Projekt Red. I mean, The Witcher, I mean... The Witcher and Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. I mean... The Witcher alone, which I was playing right before this podcast. Exactly. Solid, solid title. Um, yeah. And fuck it, you know give blue point blue point is under sony right no 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 actually well they they make i don't think they make any they haven't done any titles for xbox have they you are correct so uh, they're more they... leaning sony they're not correct owned by sony okay so think of if blue point uh did re remasters of the witcher one and two for playstation <laughs> I could yeah, see down that. the line. Yeah, down the line, I could see it. Because um, like if 10, they purchase, if they purchase CD Projekt Red, and then right. like, hey, yeah. we make these games for us, boom. Because yeah, I mean, Witcher One wasn't even on consoles, and Witcher Two, um, oh, Witcher Two was uh, only on Xbox. Witcher Two was 360. Yeah, yeah. 360 and PC. Yeah, it wasn't and on PlayStation. It, no, I I don't think it was, or if it was, it came out a bit later. And then Witcher Three, obviously on PlayStation. But yeah, I think it would be really cool to see those uh, remastered if Sony bought CD Projekt Red. So yeah, that's my list for CD Projekt Red. Any other, or sorry, for uh, Sony? Um, any other thoughts on um, potentials that that Sony could buy from you? Uh, from me. So I'm going to go for the more realistic options. Sure. Uh, because at this point in time, I think Sony's strategy needs to be more aggressive um, in retaliation to what Microsoft just did. Um, there's only three publishers that Sony should be eyeing right now. Number one on top of the list is Square Enix. Mm-hmm. They already have a good relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are certain Sony executives that are on the board of Square Enix already. So I feel like um, purchasing them is just the ideal way to just not only capture the biggest MMO in the world right now, Final Fantasy XIV, but also the whole fucking Final Fantasy series. Uh, you have, uh, I think, uh, Square Enix publishes uh, Hitman, Tomb Raider. Yep. I mean, those are some really solid uh, acquisitions. Um, Square Enix would probably be evaluated at about 
probably close to Bethesda, but not by that much. It'll probably be like 6. maybe five billion. Five. Okay. Yeah, some, somewhere around there. Yeah. I I think it's feasible. Um, the second game publisher, which I think should happen, I think this should straight out be Sony's next move. Blue point. No, Capcom. <laughs> Capcom. A lot of people have been saying Capcom. I also left that off the list because I figured you'd have it on yours. Yeah, Capcom, I think, is sort of like the most obvious pick because their evaluation would definitely be higher than it was a few years ago thanks to the success of Monster Hunter. Um, they have Devil May Cry. They have Street Fighter. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Man. Capcom has just like iconic franchises that are just waiting Resident to be- Evil. Mega Man, Dead Rising, uh, Okami, um, Onimusha, Ace Attorney. Ace Attorney would would be be taking a big one from Nintendo because I know there's a lot of people. I I I know a lot of people who like to play Ace Attorney on Switch. Um, Dragon's Dogma. Um, yeah, Capcom would be an obvious pick, in my opinion, and I think they're it evaluation. Furthers the, furthers the Eastern titles versus Western titles. Kind right, of so so it would make that distinction way more prevalent and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, dude, Capcom, yeah, get a fucking PlayStation then. Like, it's, it, to me, Capcom should be, like, the next, next big get for Sony. Um, the evaluation would be, like, probably 3.5, billion. But again, maybe that price would be a, a bit more thanks to the success of Monster Hunter World, because that's now Capcom's uh, highest selling title of all time, which is insane. Makes sense. Um, so I think Capcom should be some of these next purchase. For the third uh, publisher... I think I know what you're um, going to say, but I'd be surprised. Maybe. Let's see what you say. I, I kind of ebb and flow. Uh, I was going to say Sega, but Sega is kind of too big. Uh, I don't think um, I I just don't think that would be a smart purchase um, for the third one I think it should be a sort of mixed uh, tier acquisition plan of a bunch of different studios so I'm going to list a few whoa you're going to uh, just list a few different studios off the bat instead of yeah one? like like in a bundle sort of okay so, like you mentioned, I think CD Projekt Red would be a smart purchase. Mm. Um, Blue Point Games would be, I think, should be the straightaway. Just, just grab them while you can. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I actually didn't think too too much about this third one. I thought I had an idea. Atari? No, not really. Atari doesn't. I had one, but which one? I don't know if they're already. I'm pretty sure they're not already owned by Sony, and they just made one of my favorite games of the year. Uh, Soccer Punch. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're owned by Sony already. Okay. I figured. Yeah. So why not so, buy? And is Insomniac already owned by? Sony? Yeah. They were purchased like what last year or okay. two years ago. See. See, we do our research here at uh, Nerd Enthusiasm. We like to make sure we think <laughs> thoroughly before talking about anything we say. Fact uh, checks, please. This is way this is way more fun, though. To be honest, uh, oh god, why haven't we thought about this? Uh, 
Something should purchase from software. Of course. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say it. I was like, okay, yeah, when's he gonna bring up the one other studio that's been making some killer games and has mostly PlayStation exclusives? Here's the thing why a, a, a lot of the speculation regarding purchasing these Japanese companies are a bit more far fetched than we think because in Japan they have some rather strong anti monopoly yeah. laws. And so. The, the way their culture also is built on this sense of honor as well is sort of like, you know, there's a reason why it why Microsoft hasn't already purchased a big Japanese game publisher because because of that reason alone. So Sony would worse in, in Japan than they are. Right. And so for Sony to go in and try and make the attempt, I think it would be easier for them. But I also don't think it will be like a guaranteed thing that will happen. So in my opinion, as we look on this sort of like list of speculative acquisitions, I feel like, um, I feel like Sony should focus on bolstering their first party studios that they already have as well as acquiring some studios that still have not been, uh, that that are still up for grabs. Uh, and I think that should be what they should focus their attention on. Uh, but yeah, I still go back on Capcom. I, I still think Capcom is just like, when you think of Capcom, you think of PlayStation. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. Um, so yeah. Um, however, I'm a bit more concerned with Amazon and their recently announced Luna uh, gaming subscription service. Yeah, I heard about that briefly. Not to diverge from the Bethesda conversation, but it, it kind of ties loosely to the whole platform uh, acquisitions that are going to be occurring pretty soon. Um, I'm more fearful that Amazon might just outright buy something like a big ass game publisher. Like they'll 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 eat up CD Projekt. They could eat up like three game publishers. This is the thing I was thinking about as well. Yeah. Um, the insanity of Amazon and Google. They, we think of, you know, Microsoft as having a big war chest. Amazon has the, how much money does Bezos have by himself? It to, beats to, to be the sure, war chest. To be fair, <laughs> that is mostly in stock, but yes. yes um, Still. But it's still, I mean, like Amazon has the, (laughs) they have the biggest war chest and they own Twitch. So, I mean, (sighs) it would make sense for them to purchase something. Amazon, Amazon has the capacity to buy Grand Theft Auto. They have the capacity to buy fucking Sony. (laughs) It's just like, exactly. It's not just Grand Theft Auto. They could buy Sony. And just how would we react to that? How, how would our minds just be? I would be like, I would be like, brain pieces will come out of our oh. ear just thinking about it. Because <laughs> of course they can't buy Microsoft, because that would be too much of a monopoly. But they could buy Sony and all of their game. They could buy uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment. Remember, Sony is primarily a hardware manufacturer, right? right? So their deficit is software. So if Amazon could utilize its cloud. Services it wouldn't be and, monopoly, <laughs> right? But not only that, but I, I do feel like Amazon, uh, their hardware division isn't as 
solid as let's say apple or right. nintendo or sony so to me it just makes sense that they'd be like sony makes some kick-ass hardware man they're they're pretty good at what they do every playstation so far is a 100 million plus seller so and with an a- with the aws streaming service like cloud Oh my God! That this is the thing I was going to bring up near the end of the podcast, but you brought it up way earlier. Uh, like, what if what, what are these big companies, Google or or Amazon, just was like, oh, I, you're mine now. Come here, sit down. <laughs> like, just purchases one of the two gaming companies we're talking about. I don't anticipate that Microsoft would be bought because they're kind of their own thing. Uh, they're kind of too big, yeah. They're too big. Um, they're already. They're also trying to grow. So is Sony, but I'm just saying, pipe dreams or pipe nightmares, even more um, more like a pipe nightmare. Uh, that's what we should call this episode, pipe nightmare. It wouldn't make a sense, um, but yeah, they're just these big companies eating up everything. Another purchase that I could see happening is Apple buying Nintendo. <sighs> I just think that, yeah, they're, you know, a Japanese company, Western company. The but first thing that would go I, is a headphone I jack. I feel, yeah, but <laughs> I feel like the quality of their brand is so strong that if you combine both of them and just how people pay premium price for Nintendo first party games in the same way that people purchase, you know, premium price for like the newest iPad. It's it's very similar in that regard, where it's like you know what you're getting when you purchase a Nintendo slash Apple product. Right, I can see that happening. However, yeah, that wouldn't. Oh my god, I didn't even think of that. Apple purchasing Nintendo. Oh Jesus Christ! Stephen, having that Apple logo on, on the next Switch revision. Oh boy. And then paying double. <laughs> oh Jesus! Like a new talk about new versions coming out all the time. It would be exactly. fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Switch Lite, the Nintendo Switch Fold, the Nintendo Switch Three, Four, Five, Seven, Twenty Five. Like they would just make it, or just call it the. I guess they would call it the. Nintendo. They would just call it the Nintendo. It would be Nintendo 1, Nintendo 2, Nintendo 3. Buy a different version every year. Each version is a little bit better. Yeah. That's exactly what would happen. Maybe. Yeah. But we know how Apple works. Um, that's that's insane. Those are pipe down there. Don't even talk about those to me ever again. <laughs> until they happen. Because... Good God. You know they're going to happen at one point or another. Oh, sure. It's just going to be just... The console, the console, oh my consolidation God. of hell. Yeah, sure. Um, fuck. Okay. Who should buy Bungie? Who should buy Bungie? Maybe I Who should. Who makes more sense? Maybe I should go into my my second list of oh who I think Xbox is going oh, to buy next. Yeah. Oh shit, here we go. Um, and, and remember, to tie to this, uh, there was a speculation slash rumor that Microsoft is eyeing two more acquisitions. Probably not of the same caliber as Bethesda, but sizable enough for it to make The first one was the small one. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> yeah. 
no. Xbox buys Sony. What? <laughs> no, that would that would be a monopoly. Um, so here's a list of, and they already own. No, they don't. Activision owns three four three, right? But Xbox, Activision owns three four three industries. No, no, they own Bungie. They own Bungie, right? No, they don't. Not anymore. They don't. Bungie was able to make a uh, separation deal with Activision and keep Destiny. That's right. Okay, and three four three just makes three four three is Microsoft. Yeah, they own Microsoft. And they just make crappy Halo games, so. Right. Um, so my first one here, who buys Bungie? Microsoft. Microsoft purchased Bungie. Now, a good twist would be Sony buys Bungie, but I already went through my list. I forgot to add that. That was the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Xbox buying Sega. That has been, that has been like, in a bunch of podcasts recently where they're like, "Yeah, Microsoft is going to purchase Sega." But here's the thing: when you think of Sega, you think of a company that lost the platform war against Nintendo back in the '80s mm-hmm. or in, in the early '90s, and it's like, okay, they're not as big of a brand. But Sega also does much more than just video games. Um, and so their sort of like evaluation would be actually be very similar to not only Bethesda, but it could actually be a little bit more than that. Um, I don't know what else they are actually. I can miss that for games. I don't know what else they make though, personally. Uh, some notable titles made by Sega. Um, I'm just going to list. This is kind of a short list. So let's just go through these. They operate uh, the amusement arcades and produces other products like a, a Sega toy line as well. So it's not just video games for them. Merch. So, right. Okay. Um, I'm just going to list a few different games they make other than the whole Sonic series. Uh, where the fuck? Oh, hold on. These are series that they have made. My God, they've made a lot. Golden Axe, Rystar. Astel. Uh, bear with me. Going to the bottom of the list. Jesus Christ. Okay, to present. Yakuza 3. Oh, man. Yakuza 4. Oh, man. I'm sorry. They make Yakuza, Steven. Did you forget about oh, that? Oh, man. I... I forget. <laughs> they make Yakuza. If you know, this would be good if Sony bought them, but not for you if, if Xbox did. Um, no, because uh, Sega owns Atlas, which would mean that Microsoft would own the Persona franchise. Oh, <laughs> Sega owns Persona. I forgot about that. Yeah. So yeah, this would be interesting. Um, Super Monkey Ball, which is actually a pretty fun platform racing game. I need to see how much they're worth, man. <laughs> Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Uh, Sonic, Sonic, everything, everywhere you touch. Here's uh, the thing. Sega is a public company, so like they are obligated to basically have that information out. Oh, we're, we're in talks. Yeah. If, if, if oh, how much they're worth? Acquired. Yeah. Um, no, but but in terms of acquisition, Crazy Taxi. Uh, that would be out in the open. They made crazy, yeah, taxi. crazy taxi. Crazy taxi. Yeah. They acquired a few different. What? Oh, Sega acquired 
Oh, they sold. Okay, they sold these to. They sold NFL, 2K, and a few others to other companies. Total War. What? Yeah. Sega owns Total War. Mm-hmm. Oh. That would be something for our good friend Felipe to care about. Uh, if it was bought by Microsoft, it wouldn't affect him at all, actually. Um, Persona. Uh, they own Dawn of War, Company of Heroes, Puzzle Pirates, and Spiral Knights. Um, let's see here. Alien Isolation, which is one of the biggest horror games that was uh, in the Alien series that was actually good. Endless Space. A few others. I'm sorry. Notable titles. Oh, they don't. They don't actually own those. Yeah, there's a fair amount of 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 of, of games there. How much are they worth, Stephen? What's their What's their net worth? Google is failing me right now. Oh my God, Sega I... net worth. Boom. Show me. It only shows their net, operating net income. link net worth. Okay, what's their yeah. operating income? 14.8 billion yen, I guess. Okay, let's do the conversion. Sorry for everyone who's listening on audio. It's the only option, by the way. Uh, 14.8 billion in USD. Okay, so let's see if Xbox could buy them. It's $17 billion. Jesus fuck. <laughs> it's feasible. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 17 billion? Is that correct? Yeah, 17.2. 17.2. I under I mean if, if that's the case I underestimate. Oh, sorry, that's the euro. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. It's the euro to US. It's less for the yen. Um what was the yen? How much yen? Uh based on 14, Wikipedia. 14. Operating income is 14.8 billion as of 2020. 8 zero, zero. Zero zero zero. Zero zero zero. No, yeah, I was right. No, 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 but not euro. Yen. Let's see. The yen. What's the yen? I think it's much less than that. The goddamn it. Okay, what yen is from? Japan. Japan. Thank God. Okay. Japan. Sorry, this is fucking brutal. The long and the short of it is, it's going to be a lot of money for them to purchase it, and it's very easily for them to purchase it Japanese yen. Boom. Oh no, Stephen. Oh no, Stephen. What? It's only. Oh fuck, Stephen. Oh, two fifty-seven point eight million. Stephen. What? Fourteen million yen is only $140 million. Okay. <laughs> That's net income. That it's can't be. <laughs> they, are gonna, the they are going to be purchased, if that's the case. <laughs> um... Right, we're not here for finances. We're here for freaking gaming. The chances of them purchasing it it's possible Xbox purchases Sega, in which case they get your babies. They took mine. They'll take yours next. Xbox, join the family. <laughs> God fucking damn it. 
So, um, any other? Oh, let me go down my list for Xbox acquisitions of who I think they might purchase. Some interesting mm-hmm. buys uh, would be Telltale Games. Of course, they're no longer. It would make sense if they revived them. Um, or were they purchased already by someone else? No, they disbanded and then they formed a new studio, new studio. Uh, to finish off the Walking Dead series. Um, okay. I don't know the status of the IP or who owns it or whatever. I see. Um, and again, the last one here for the interesting buys is Epic Games. Of course, it would make sense. They already have Gears. Why not have the whole suit? Sweet. Um, a few other buys that I think would be were lower end. Uh, so I have Crow Team as the people who made Talos Principle, but it apparently was Devolver Digital. Devolver publishes it, and Crow Team is the developer. I see. Yeah. So it's not Devolver who owns it. Well, because they're a publisher, I don't know the, not a developer. Well, yeah. So if they bought right. Crow Team, they would take Talos Principle with them. Maybe I I don't know how the details of the publishing deals with Devolver are. Like maybe right. some studios keep their IP, others don't. Uh, I'm not too certain. I think it would be interesting if Xbox took Crow Team. Um, I also just picked a bunch of ones that would give me nightmares. To be perfectly honest, uh, Xbox purchasing Playdead. Do you know who Playdead is, Steven? Playdead, uh, Limbo, right? Limbo and Inside, yes. Um, Mark, if, but, my, but Microsoft already owns them. You think? Do they? <laughs> Wouldn't okay. Right. I'm Lim- pretty Limbo's sure on the PlayStation. Is it not? Unless I'm thinking of someone else. Inside of the inside. What? No. No. Oh, no. no. I'm thinking of the developer of that zombie uh, RPG game, the one that's not that great. Um, hmm. fuck, what was the name? Holy shit, we are so bad at this. Oh, 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 until, no, that was not Until Dawn. It was something no. Dawn, something. Yes, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the platformer, the free running zombie game. That one? Yeah. Dead Island? Not, uh, Techland makes Dying Light, I think. Dying Light? Yeah. So, so Dead Island? Is that the one you're thinking of? Yeah. Yeah, but they also made that one. Um, no, sure, I'm thinking, thinking of different, the other one. Horrible zombie game. State of Decay. State of Decay. Oh, Who that? makes State of Decay? Oh. Um, I thought I think it was they already own or owned by Microsoft. Game. Yeah, because I, I don't know why, but I keep mixing up Playdead with the developers of State of Decay. But yeah, I think Playdead uh, would Undead be... Labs. Undead Labs is who makes State of Decay. Okay, easily, easily confused. Yeah, exactly. So I think Playdead would be an interesting oh. buy for Microsoft. It also okay. would tear me apart because I You like are in the clear, good sir. You are in the clear. Thank you for fact-checking me. Again, here at Nerd Your Enthusiasm, we like to fact-check and also be 100% knowledgeable about everything we say before we say it. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> uh, some killer buys for Xbox. This is where it gets ridiculous. Now that we know that they're very pay- capable of purchasing these studios. Um, the first one. Um, it says Bethesda, and then it says, oh, wait. Um, since they already purchased Bethesda. <laughs> what? A 
few that would be ridiculous, and I, I'm going to leave the last two off, which are Sucker Punch and Insomniac, now that I know they're owned by Sony. Could you imagine if Sony didn't own them and they were taken by Xbox? Just think about that for a second, dear listener. Not possible currently, though. Um, CG Project Red. If Xbox purchased CG Project Red, I think that would be fucking That's ridiculous. It. Western RPG Monopoly right there. Easily. Yeah. Uh, this other one, I have to look up something before I even say it because this is going to bring down a hell. K O J I M A. P R O D U C T I O N S. Did you hear what I just spelled out, Steven? Ah, I see. Sorry, I'm looking at the net worth of another company that I'm going to bring up. Okay. But go ahead. Kojima Productions. Oh, Purchased no. by Microsoft. Kojima will not go to Microsoft. <laughs> I know. This is, again, this list is part nightmare fuel. Because, <laughs> of course, they gave me nightmare fuel as soon well, as they purchased ZeniMax. Well, I mean, it's not like they're going to own the Metal Gear franchise, which is going to be my next talking point. Um, but yeah, they would own Kojima, but... It makes more sense know. for Sony to purchase them. Yeah, it but does. I don't think he wants to be owned by anybody right now after his lovely Konami incident. Correct. So Speaking of Konami, Konami is uh, worth about $3.5 billion. Mm. And they, these are the list of titles. They have a treasure trove of pretty good games. Metal Gear. They have Pro Evolution Soccer. Oh, that, that's that's triple A. a that's a triple A right oh, there. Top, top tier. Uh, Silent Hill. Okay. Silent Hill would be big. They own Contra. They own uh, a little game franchise that I don't think nobody has heard of Very called small. Metal Gear. Metal Gear Solid? Yeah. I, I think I've heard of that one. I don't know. They own the rights to publish Yu-Gi-Oh! games. <laughs> okay. For those who don't know, uh, Steven really likes Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, games. Uh, I like them too, except for when I play them with Steven, who always wins every fucking time with his stupid ass zombie deck we're not even gonna get into it here but yeah continue no i mean it's easy to win you just google a deck and you just spend time acquiring the cards and there you go you're good to go Oh, okay yeah Yeah, i just hate i i I just hate the current format of the power level between cards but anyway that's for a different uh podcast um they also own what else do they own? Dance Dance Revolution. That's that's a big deal in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. Um, what else do they own? Bomberman. Okay. There's some pretty fun Bomberman. Bomberman like top down platform games I've played. And then Konami has also a vested interest in the Pachinko arcade machines, uh, which has made them a lot of money. The cigarette, so they're very cigarette similar. Machines? yeah sort of they're uh they're kind of similar in sega when it comes to that so yeah i think konami would be a good purchase for any company preferably sony yeah but, preferably you know. sony because we would see the I, I could see them purchasing it especially with the whole metal gear 
Never been on Xbox. Oh yeah, a uh, fucking course they own Castlevania too. Ooh, Ooh. that would be a good get. That I've never played Castlevania, but I have watched the TV show. Such a classic. Um, but of course, I'm not in Metroidvania. <sighs> I'm very familiar with Metroid, so. Um, All right. I just, so I just had a horrible back. thought, but I don't think it could ever happen. Okay, just just go for it. Xbox purchases right. Nintendo. Uh, Too much of a monopoly. I don't think it would be allowed. Not only that, but I think... Fuck. Here's the thing, though. In recent years, when, they, when it comes to PR and marketing, Microsoft and Nintendo, especially during the this past generation... They saw the global dominance of the PlayStation 4. And you know how with the Minecraft coming out to Switch and the whole cross-platform debacle with Fortnite and how Sony took a while for for them to say yes to cross-platform play with other platforms. Uh, I feel like Microsoft and Nintendo's relationship is a bit underestimated when it comes to how friendly they can be to one another. And their strategies are pretty divergent in comparison to Sony. So I don't see it happening, but it's also not like impossible either. Yeah. But that's a scary thought as well. As of 2011, the company has been estimated worth of 2 billion to 4 billion. According to Blank, it was the most profitable company per employee in the United States. Founders, blank, blank, and Mike Harrington. Software, blank, Gold RC, and Source 2. What company are you referencing? One that won't be purchased, I don't think. But okay. if someone bought it, I think it might be Microsoft. We have it on Welcome. our computers right now. Steam. Oh, Valve. 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 Yeah, Microsoft would be the one to purchase. That would the Microsoft get. That that actually wouldn't surprise me too much if Microsoft purchased them. Because Steam's already on the, right. the computer gaming network that everyone uses. No one gets two shits for the Microsoft Store, really. Of course, Game Game Pass, right? But could you imagine, like, the powerhouse of Steam and Game Pass and, and like... Just like if they owned Steam, obviously, and then used Game Pass through Steam as like the way to like a platform to put it through like a good UI. Because the Steam machine ain't doing shit. Who has a Steam machine? You have a Steam machine? I don't have a Steam machine. Do you know anyone who has a Steam machine? No. No. That thing's as dead as Stadia. But even more so. Um, According to Michael Pachter at Wed, Wedbush Securities, Valve is estimated to be valued at above ten billion dollars right. as of last year. Yeah. That would be the big get. That would be bigger. Uh, uh, but it, that's but, actually a feasible one too. When, but I mean, yeah, it'd be feasible. But wouldn't that contradict a bit of the strategy with Game Pass though? Yes, unless they 
because the, the the whole point of Steam is for ownership of your titles and not necessarily subscription service. Not only that, but the ability to refund games or gift them to friends. It's all about ownership. So what if they just purchase their 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 games, their game titles, their IP, their franchises? That is like Half Life. That is way more plausible. Left 4 Dead, which is probably the best shooter zombie game I've ever played. Yeah, and 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 Team Fortress. I could see them do that. Uh, They did release Half Life Alex for the VR. I feel like if Microsoft wants to tip its toes in VR, that would be a pretty good get. But I feel like VR is sort of like a realm uh, or a part of the industry that Microsoft doesn't see worth investing in because... Because they don't have a VR headset, do they? They don't. Um, they they added support for... Um, was it Oculus or was it... Um, I think it was oculus or vive vive it was vive the htc vive uh basically would be able to be used on the xbox one um so and that was just like a sort of partnership it wasn't like a acquisition or any like firm right and then obviously microsoft was developing their augmented reality sort of headset that sort of was isn't it's not the same as virtual reality it uses the environment that you already have to create the simulated images that you 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 can interact with but that we haven't heard much talk about that at all so right yeah i i just yeah i just don't see i i could see that being another one but yeah do you have any other acquisitions that you thought uh that might happen at all that will likely occur. Um, not at the top of my head. Right now, I'm really worried about um, Apple and Amazon uh, purchasing purchasing the big the big the other the other people the other big publishers. Yeah. What's, what's um, Apple's net worth? <laughs> oh my god. Or Amazon. Either one of them. Just it's like I didn't didn't Amazon isn't Amazon like at least a trillion like. They must be, right? They have to be in the trills. Because they, they're definitely over the bills. If their CEO has fucking 300-something billion, it would make sense. $1.14 trillion. Yeah. And that point fourteen, you know, it's just, you know, 100 billion. <laughs> Which is exactly the amount of... Of Microsoft's war chest. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's like it's there's <laughs> Amazon purchases Sony. <laughs> As the I'm telling you, t- it just happens. Next- we're just like, oh, okay, okay, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> In the next few years, we're going to enter that realm of acquisitions because, you know. Having read some interviews with like Phil Spencer and some Microsoft sort of upper management, um, they have stated that it's easier to just purchase a well-regarded studio than it is to create a, a new studio and build it from the ground up. And so if that's the philosophy they're going for, then 
this acquisition is just going to create this chain reaction of other people saying, well, we can't let them have all the fun. So we got to get in on the action too. Right. And so basically what Microsoft is saying with this acquisition is we take gaming seriously and we are going to start hedging our investments into the industry in a way that we haven't seen since the introduction of the first Xbox under Bill Gates. And so uh, now it's going to be a buyer's market. And the reality is there are some companies that are going to uh, basically capitalize on that. And there are going to be other companies that won't be able to do much about it. And this puts Sony in a precarious situation of what is their next gen strategy going to look like right now? They are just building off of the momentum of the PS4 era, but like how we saw in the previous generation with the 360 and PS3 era, when they rested on their laurels from the PS2 and they were the king, Microsoft came in, they injected the Xbox Live ecosystem and brought attention to the 360 brand. And the 360 was the de facto console to own for that mm-hmm. generation. At least uh, the PS3 did make a comeback in the later two, in like the last two years. But even then, the 360 pretty much was the the console to own. And now for the reverse uh, with the PS4, uh, that was because Microsoft sort of came out with this online-only strategy that was a bit too early. Uh, a lot of people were, you know, holding up their pitchforks and ready to burn down Microsoft because the idea of letting go of their used games and rentals and game ownership to an online system that would pretty much incentivize the very same system that the whole rest of the world is okay with the entire landscape has changed. And now Sony is now kind of stuck in this hard place where they have to make a decision on how they're going to change their strategy. Because I honestly think playing it safe and sticking with just, hey, we're the only console that can, you know, you can play The Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, Horizon. Uh, you know, those are all great games and those are all top caliber award-winning games that deserve all the praise and respect. But at a certain point, you're going to have to look at the value proposition of um, having new con- new consumers play into your ecosystem. Do they look at Game Pass, 15 bucks a month, over 100 games right off the bat? Or do they look at, oh, I have to buy a PS5. Oh, I also need to buy a $70 game. Oh, they might bundle a game you know, with the console on Black Black Friday, but it's much more reasonable for me to just pay 15 bucks a month now and play Assassin's Creed on my smartphone, even though it's not feasibly like the correct way that we core gamers view as the optimal way to play the game. But for people that want to be engaged with, with gaming as a hobby, they're going to look at Game Pass and be like, that's the way to go. And Sony, Sony right now needs to start hedging their bets on what they want to do. Uh, and this brings up 
one key thing that they can do. It's the riskiest plan. That Sony can do? That Sony can do that could offset or basically flip the conversation before it's too late. This is very risky, though, because it basically happened to the Kinect Uh with Microsoft. uh, Sony needs to create the the most accessible and the most seamless VR experience that any other company has developed so far. And they need to utilize uh, basically all their power and their resources to bring VR into the mainstream. Is that going to be technically feasible and possible? Would you be able to like house the PlayStation 5 chip in the VR headset and not have to own the box and you could just play all the PS4, PS5 games that you own on your VR headset? Like, is that even feasible? Probably not. But at this point, if Sony needs to flip the, the table and be like, hey, you know, we are going to actually bring something new to gaming that we haven't seen sort of like before. Basically bring Ready Player One to life. Yeah, and so that would be if it. they have the capacity to, to do that and to basically not, you know, be faded into obscurity, then that would be it. Because uh, I, I don't see any other route for Sony to take. They could stay safe and just be like, we're just going to use the PlayStation brand name and we're too big to fail. But again, things change very rapidly in this industry. And if you think that something like a Nintendo versus Sega won't happen again, you are definitely wrong because it could happen. And especially when there's bigger fish that are, you know, going after their prey. And Sony Sony is a big fish, but they just don't compare to other bigger companies, to be honest. So... I could see, and and the only thing, like, you're talking about the feasibility of bringing the console to the headset, for example. Um, you know, most, he- most headsets for VR are really just eye coverings, right? Exactly. Kind of like Ready Player One. But what if you put on a helmet? What if it was more like a bike helmet, like a motorcycle helmet with right. headphones built in? And put all the hardware, like, I guess you wouldn't be able to do it just in a helmet at first. But let's, let's, let's pipe dream this. Say if you could. Okay. All you need is essentially a way to move, like, with maybe two power gloves. I'm, I'm thinking of things we have now. But take, like, the power glove idea or, like, the, um, you know, the, the VR hand, handles that we have now. And essentially like i don't know how they would do i just i'm trying to think of how they would do it but have like a bike helmet and a controller or two sticks depending on the game and boom go and you can take it anywhere you want oh yeah and the visor that would be like uh you know the screen can also um it can go from opaque you can go more opaque so you could see through it and like you know if you wanted to talk to somebody and go back to real life or take an eye rest or something Uh but you want to play games you just press a button boom goes black and you're essentially in like a cinema and it's surrounding you 360 you can't there's nothing to 
there's nothing to differentiate you from being in like a, a completely surrounded room but now it's super surround sound and everything in a, in a bike in a bike helmet essentially yeah like i mean and that's all you need have, yeah and they they really again they're they're very good at making compelling hardware it's just they don't have the the robust software infrastructure the cloud technology they they bought gaikai technologies back mm-hmm. in 20 was it 2012 2013 which basically became playstation now but again it's like playstation Mm -hmm. now i'm pretty sure it's making them money but it's not necessarily making that huge of an impact that they were expecting it to be and again it's just and they need to be able to grab the attention like xbox game pass has why is xbox game pass way more successful than playstation now yeah, it's it's just the the titles and the licensing that Microsoft is able to uh, sort of offset that deficiency with their library. Yeah, you're going to have titles cycle out in and every month, and a game that you used to play a lot is no longer there. But again, it's just the the very core theme of this whole podcast and what this news brings is the idea of ownership versus renting or paying your dues to the landlord and honestly it's 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 going to be interesting to see how the gaming industry especially as gamers because for all intents and purposes there was a good reason why people rejected the original vision of the xbox one gamers are a hard crowd to please but if you give them an appealing ecosystem where they don't have to pay as much now, thanks to COVID and the current economic implications that the pandemic has brought, it's it's going to be it's going to be too salivating to resist. It's just not going to. It's Sony has to sort of answer that, and right now, increasing their first party titles to seventy bucks. Releasing a powerful console that is an extension or a continuation of the PlayStation 4 with really no divergent key distinctions from the previous generation. Like, I feel like getting a PS5, you're getting that for the exclusive games, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. And then with Microsoft, you're going to get a compelling library where it will only grow in size if it's successful. You have their cloud infrastructure so that you could stream the games and you have the backing of one of the largest software companies in the world. And right now, software is king. So Sony needs to do something. Um, and I think VR is their answer because once you introduce VR, a, a proper VR headset that is affordable as as weird as that might sound uh i don't know they could somehow create a widely new technology with pat with patents and create something out of this world and bring vr to the mainstream then boom but yeah that's that's just the way things are right now yeah um yeah i i it just it's gonna be crazy crazy future um 
Is there anything else you want to talk about in regards to these acquisitions or anything like that at all? Uh, let's see here. Um, you had a few more topics than I did. I I, I made my list. Uh, that was you, that was you the made end. your list. That was <laughs> it. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Just just to recap, really, just in in the short term. Um, in the short term, uh, you, you'll probably hear more whispers of more acquisitions coming. Uh, nothing too concrete, mm-hmm. but yeah. If if I was like an advisor to Sony, I would definitely say buy Capcom mm-hmm. or Square Enix, whichever seems more feasible. Or maybe Sega, uh, because Stephen wants to keep playing his. Well, you know, uh, yeah, his but, dear beloved Persona. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm willing to follow Persona wherever it goes, though. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that, oh I God. guess. But, We're having this uh, noise. Sorry. Hey, it's only 15 bucks a month. It's well, only 15 bucks a month, and you don't even and, have to have the hardware, like, apparently. So Yeah. Yeah, so... News to we'll me. See. Yeah, we'll see what happens, but... Yeah. As far as far as whether I'll invest in the Xbox Game Pass ecosystem, uh, I think I need to see exactly the next E3. Even if I mean, even if there is no E3, uh, there will be an event that might replace it. You know, like like this past year. But whatever the next E3 centric event will be, Microsoft is going to come in guns blazing and again from someone who who did uh invest in the 360 ecosystem it's just in a weird way it's kind of good to see microsoft just be like you know we're not going to let sony just completely dominate us like last generation and i hope this keeps sony on their toes as well (sighs) so and then nintendo's all in the middle just minding its own business selling its fucking animal crossing crack to the world <laughs> and hopefully event hopefully sooner rather than later their metroid crack do, do you think uh with microsoft now owning bethesda do you think this would decrease the amount of bugs that bethesda games will have on launch no they'll have more uh <laughs> they will have more <laughs> more buckets uh, on heads more buckets on heads no i i think that I don't feel like they're going to be super micromanaging about how like how many bugs are in their games and shit like that. I feel like it's going to be I feel like the games might be better. Uh better than Fallout 76 at least. Jesus Christ. Talk about bugs in games. Sincerely hope they don't have that shit. But 76 was yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. It's okay, Matt. It's the, it's the, the black stain on the, uh, the the franchise. The Elder Scrolls Six is on the horizon. Yep, and I can only play it on Xbox Game Pass, supposedly. Um, I, I, I doubt they give up Elder Scrolls to to Sony. Yeah, I, I, unless it's that you know year thing you mentioned, which I could wait. You know, for a single player game, I'm not like you know super. Need to buy it now. Need to buy it now. It's those multiplayer game experiences, which you know. Oh yeah, those have a shelf life. Mm-hmm. Those That's have a shelf why life because people, people don't play them anymore. Eventually, so yeah. Great. That's why 
when a lot of people would moan about the time exclusivity for like the maps for Call of Duty, either from from the 360 era or the PS4 era, uh, they were made for a reason because <laughs> the life cycle of a Call of Duty game is one year, and as soon as that year is up, oh, here comes the next one. Oh, well, it's unless like, of course it's, it, I, I wouldn't say that's necessarily the case right now, because um, you kind of get your different flavors. You get your modern warfare. Now you'll have your Black Ops, and I feel like those are two distinctly different games in how they play. But I still I, I understand what you mean. Yeah, like time exclusives. People think that they're dumb or that they're anti-consumer, but they're they're a good incentive for people to invest in a certain ecosystem. Um, and it, at least. Ethically speaking, it's a lot better than just outright buying the exclusivity of a game unless you yourself invest money into its development. But like again, those are becoming, you know, more rare as time goes on. So I don't know. I I feel like timed exclusivity is still gonna be a thing and I feel like that's what Microsoft is gonna do with the Elder Scrolls Six. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Well, um, yeah, that's pretty much covers everything we wanted to talk about for the for this topic. Um, but yeah, I I would love. I'm can't, it's going to be crazy, wild world of acquisitions. Uh, but I'll see you all in the uh, the Amazon uh, Amazon box here shortly, um, <coughs> and the uh, the Apple Switch and the pre order. You're going to sign up for Luna. Is that what's going to happen? Yeah, what, I, think the, I didn't hear much about Luna. Like, what is it? Yeah, Amazon Luna. The subscription price is actually really cheap in comparison to Game Pass. Um, Let's talk briefly about that. Yeah, request early access. You already see Metro Exodus is their top title. They also have a shit ton of games. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Rhyme, Metro Exodus, Luminous. Uh, Brothers, Tale of Two Sons, The Surge 2, Abduction, Resident Evil 7. The the uh, the introductory pricing of Luna is $6 per month. That is fucking ridiculous. Oh. Ubisoft. I think Amazon might purchase Ubisoft shortly. I it's think game start get started with game channels. Out of all the other companies, that would make the most sense, to be honest. Because they already have them on their Luna. They're website. very good, yeah, and they're also very good at pumping out annual games, you know. So, yeah, this is not going to surprise me if they do that. Six, yeah, five ninety nine a month, four K coming soon. Stream on two devices at a time. Yeah, it has its own controller. Interesting. Looks like very much like an Xbox controller, but then it has the layout of a. Actually, it has the same, the same exact layout as an Xbox controller. B A Y X X Y. Interesting. Um, yeah, they. Oh wow, this they announced this when? Uh, this like what? A few days ago. Yeah. Do it stri- strictly through Twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This makes sense. This makes sense, um, but yeah. Anything else you wanted to make you want to uh, talk about at all? 
No, that was it. I think I said my piece. Right. Uh, I, I think this Bethesda news is a, both a good, a, a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited, but I think I'm more terrified. Excited but terrified. A pipe nightmare. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm more terrified about the future, but more excited for the short term. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, uh, that's that's all for this episode, I think. Um, but if you are interested, uh, we did start our Instagram back up. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I actually have the handle for you this time. Uh, but yeah, if you are interested in any other topics you want us to talk about, um, any other things you may know that we may not, or any ideas of what you want us to do for Hollywood Royale, let us know. Uh we you could follow us on Instagram, choose a DM. Uh, you could follow us at Nerd Your Enthusiasm, uh, or you can just search for NYE Podcast on Instagram. Uh, we are now again on Spotify. Thank you for listening to us on Spotify or wherever you may be. We actually had a lot of listeners from France, which is ironic. Uh, not ironic, interesting. Um, I didn't know we were we had some fans in France unless they're using a uh, you know. Um, VPN. VPN. Yeah. yeah. And so, but you can follow us on uh, uh, Spotify at NYE Cast. That's the fastest way to find us on Spotify. Just search NYE Cast and follow us there uh, for any other news, updates, and things of that nature. Did you have any other statements to make, Stephen? Nope. Everyone have a good day. Wear your masks. And may we all survive the coming dystopian nightmare that we're about to. Nobody cared who I was until I put on the mask. (laughs) I was born in the darkness, molded by it. All right, that's enough for this. Have a good one, everyone. Later, guys.